0: Welcome to Dinner with the Davises. My name is Nathan Davis. I'm here with my wife, Alicia. This is episode three of our podcast. Uh, today on Instagram, Alicia did a poll asking people a couple more ideas for what we could talk about, and popular demand was to talk about grief. So this is a pretty serious subject, obviously. Um, be real with you guys, we already had started one, and we ended up erasing it because it's just been really hard for us to talk about, especially Alicia. Um, We both lost people in the last year. People that we cared about and meant a lot to us, and we're going to talk about some of that today. We're going to talk about some of those feelings and emotions, what we've gone through. And so just bear with us. This is going to be tricky. And you're going to see a really raw side to us that we haven't shown yet. Um, Alicia's going to talk about somebody who was really close to her. And she'll go in more detail. But I just admire the strength that she has and what she's about to share. And I think for her, it's a big step. I think it's a good. Step forward in the whole grieving process to kind of share some of this and share things she's felt. And so it's, I don't even totally know how to turn it over to her. Um, what do you?
1: I don't want to share all the details of this loss because he was a very private person and I just want to respect that. It was super hard for me
0: to share you meant a lot to you it's a big part of your life I think everybody from the last year for me it's been big to watch her kind of go through this cause I didn't lose anybody really beyond like grandparents told us a few weeks ago where the last year I've watched her go through this not really knowing how to really be there because I'm not an expert by any means Um, and it is tricky it's been hard to not always know how to help even in recording this I don't know know totally how to help be here as she tries to get some of this off her chest I mean you want to say kind of who we're talking about right now
1: Yeah, we're talking about Joseph, um, I get a lot of messages from people asking who he is, and I haven't answered them yet. Because there really are no words to express who he was to me.
0: You knew him a long time, right?
1: Yeah, and,
0: um... Like, you knew him before you even met me.
1: you know, the people that need to know, or did know the relationship, know how I feel, and that was a huge part of me healing, but, like I said, I don't want to go into all the details, but, Joseph was somebody I had a relationship with before I met Nathan, and we had plans to, like, have a life together, um, he join the military and since I had already been a military wife before I didn't want to go down that same path again and so we kind of agreed when you get out of the military we will be together and but you know during that time things happened and I met Nathan and got married and we had kids and Joseph had his own things going on and but during this whole time, we never stopped talking. He was still a big part of my life.
0: You guys stayed pretty close still throughout it all.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you remember the nights that he would call, like, sometimes, and you would be right there, and he was, you know, talking to me about some things, and...
0: And you talked him through some really hard times, too, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But like I said, I don't want to get into all of that. He... Was very intentional with the way that he loved me. He made me feel like the most special person in the whole entire world. Um.
0: It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, everybody, you guys are seeing kind of a picture of what the last year has really been like for us. (laughs) He is really a special part of your heart, big part of your heart. He,
1: you know, he is very special to me and he is a huge part of my heart and he, even though he's now gone, I have a different kind of relationship with him now, that relationship isn't gone and he's still very much alive and very much here in our lives and um, Joe always wanted kids, he wanted them to be named after him and though even though it wasn't 100% intentional, we got our son Joe and I believe that he's here for a reason the name and all and that joe is with me every single day that he helps me in my parenting and he helps me get through the day there's not a day that goes by that i don't talk to him or that i don't think about him the girls call him uncle joe because you know they saw me going through this and the best way we could explain it to them was just, I lost somebody somebody really close to me and they're in heaven but he's looking out and
0: um, uh. like on some of your hard days, what are some of the things not that you're thinking about him, but like feelings you're having, like
1: like on my really hard days, it's In the beginning, I was angry with him. I was really angry because he took that choice away of, you know, when we are going through our stuff. Maybe there being the possibility with him because that's something that we had still talked about. Um, And so I had a lot of questions like, what about this and what about that? And you kind of left me behind and... And I was also in denial because for most of our relationship he was in the military and he was gone and so it was just a lot of FaceTime calls or regular calls and it was easy for me to say oh you know he's just off doing whatever you know living his life like it was really easy for me to deny that he was gone. I remember like the day that I found out that he was gone.
0: He <laughs> kind of we were we were almost like stone in a way. Um, the day we found out it ironically was the first day a lot of my family got to meet our son, Joey. Um we'd just been back from the hospital for a couple of days. A lot of my family had been sick with the flu, so they couldn't they didn't want to come to the hospital. So they had just got here when she had found out and she went upstairs kind of privately excused herself and then came back down a few minutes later I mean I don't know for me it felt like time kind of froze
1: I just was in denial and I I thought you know there's no way like Joe made plans with me Joe was gonna get through everything and there's just no way but I feel like that whole month after I couldn't get out of bed I just didn't know what I was gonna do without him <laughs> and I know it's so hard because it's like I'm here married and I have kids and I have this whole other life but then there was this other part of me that was just like he's my joke
0: there's always a connection there that you know like Well, and you didn't get to go to the funeral because he was out in California. Yeah. And so you didn't get that closure.
1: I wanted to be there, but I just.
0: You just had Joey. There's just.
1: (laughs) So fast forward to October, and we went to the concert, and I felt like I I had a little bit of closure because joe was huge in music and he would send me all these different kinds of songs and and there was a concert that
0: one of his favorite artists
1: yeah and so we went there and that that was a little bit more helpful and you know talking with his family over the last year helped and then when it got to december that's when it his birthday and my birthday and he would always call me on my birthday and It was just like another thing you know it was getting more real like he didn't call and And
0: this is after almost a year and it's still
1: yeah i was like creeping up and uh but his sister sent me something really special and that was helpful um You know, I don't know, the whole year grieving, like I felt all the emotions, I felt angry, I felt resentful towards Nathan, I felt angry with Joe, I was, I felt left out, I felt like all the what ifs, I I had a million questions, I questioned God, I really went through a lot of it alone.
0: Where would you say you're at right now? Do you still have some of those questions and feelings?
1: No, so I was going to say the year anniversary of him being gone was probably, like, the day of I did okay. And then the year anniversary of his funeral is when I, like, lost it all. It was probably the lowest part of my life. It was probably worse, like, that day was worse than the day I found out he was gone because yeah, I it was would, like agree with that. he's not coming back and it's like another year and he's not here and to have to face that and accept that is unbearable
0: but you still had to though so how have you worked through some of those bad days
1: Um, just remembering who Joe is knowing how proud he would be of me to just be stronger and to be all the things that I loved about him to carry and hold on to all that he did give me and all that we did have to just be kinder and to be there for people and to remember him and keep him alive in like all the best ways and he like I said he wanted kids so just to be the best mom that I could be that I know that he would be proud of I had to start going to therapy and that's been really helpful I plan to still go because it's just
0: the process
1: grief comes in waves and sometimes a lot of the time they're smaller waves and you can get through and then other times it's like these huge waves crashing down and you don't know when they're gonna come and you don't know how you're gonna make it out, you know, but I have.
0: And you've done stuff like paint and spend time with your I family. I really try
1: to find different outlets to remember him or to to heal. But I don't think that I'm ever gonna fool, I don't think I'll ever be the same. Losing him made me who I am today. It changed everything. Changed everything in our marriage. It changed everything in our home. It changed the person that I wanna be, like. And I don't think people understand like what It changed in in our marriage. I think people would assume that it would break us apart, but it did the absolute opposite. You were able to see a side of me that I don't think I would have ever let you see in this last year.
0: Yeah, I saw a really raw part of your heart that you kind of protected, I feel
1: like. Joe was definitely my protector and he was somebody I always went to and then when I lost that, when I lost him, the grief is just so crazy, you know, it's it, one day you can be happy and the next day you don't know how you're gonna get through the next ten minutes.
0: Now, in this whole process, you've also been like a pretty big help to some of his family members, right? Has that helped you talking with them and helping them? I don't want
1: to talk about that on here. Right. There's a lot that's just private, and I want to keep private because even though I do want to be helpful to other people, like, there's just some things that, out of respect to his family, and like I said to Joe and to us, yeah. it's just for us and, and that's it.
0: Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is, has being there for others when they've been grieving helped you at all with your own grief or kind of process? or
1: Having Joe's family, <laughs> I don't think that they will ever understand how much I need it. Yeah. more than they might eat it because there's so much of joe in them but yeah talking with them has definitely helped me get through a lot of days
0: well, i've definitely seen you be a light not just to them but when i lost someone to people that well knew savan and were yeah. hurting after his death, I saw you kind of rise up in a way I wasn't really expecting and be there for a lot of people.
1: When you lost, when we lost Savon, it was just like, wow, like I had to go through this whole year kind of on my own and now everybody around us at one time is grieving this amazing person that we all know and going to Savan's funeral and just kind of going through that with everybody around me kind of helped me move forward also with joseph because it was like hearing all the stories about Savon and like laughing and crying and just feeling all those emotions together made me think more of joseph and i had this like comfort in knowing hey Savon and joe are together in heaven and And we're all going through this together now.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe people will understand me a little bit more now.
0: I feel like they have. Yeah. I feel like I've seen you connect to people because of what you already went through. Like, it opened up a door for you to be able to help them, their hurts.
1: Yeah.
0: And yet, at the same time, it's like those, when I hear you, when you tell me, hey, I spent all day messaging so and so that you have such a light about you that
1: yeah there's some days you know where it's like
0: god's I'm, using you
1: all i can think about is joe that's all i can think about and sometimes it's in a good way and sometimes it's, it's in a way where i can't get up
0: but at the end of the day you always do yeah I,
1: because I always remember like he would probably just make fun of me and be like, Why are you crying? Like <laughs> Like get up, like go be a badass, go like stop crying, you know, like cute.
0: Yeah. And you do. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: you've made some of the most bomb food in the evenings after you've been after you text me saying I'm having a really hard day. Like you just somehow found a way to prop yourself up and then you like go into like mom and wife mode times ten and just push through like you harness all those feelings and you just focus them into being the best mom and best wife you can be or best family member, I've seen you really be there for your family Um, or like I said with the Savant's passing just seeing you step up with other people who missed him or you just go out of your way to message them on Facebook and be like hey can we talk and you help them process things and I I know it's not easy
1: it's definitely been a life-changing experience and unless you are the one going through grief there's no way to explain what grief is and I think that was like a huge thing is that okay, I know I've been at the worst of moments of my life in the last year because of losing Joe, but I've also seen the best because of losing Joe and and using that to be there for people.
0: Yeah.
1: that's exactly what he like he was intentional intentional about all of his time and his love with whoever he was talking to at that time he made anybody that he met feel like the most important and most special person and savan did the same thing yeah and
0: i gotta say that
1: to take that and say okay like how am i living i want to live like they did i want to be intentional i want to love people the way that they did and to try to take that with you, like, it's such a beautiful thing to hold on to when you're going through something like this. And to try to help other people see that side of it, too. Yeah. But how did you feel watching me go through losing Joe? And how did it affect our marriage in your like, view and perspective during this last
0: year? Well, kind of like I said at first there, like, when we first got the news, it was, like, time kind of froze. Like, it just... Like, I couldn't process it, and I had to... Like, everybody knows how it is. When you have family come over, and it's supposed to be this, like, amazing, joyous time. Like, here, meet my son. And then five minutes into it you just get these horrible news it's like i gotta be there for my wife but i'm also my family all just got here and i don't have time to explain this whole thing and
1: yeah
0: how do i do all this and juggle it and luckily they were pretty understanding Mm -hmm. um and then they left and it was just like that first day I just didn't feel like you processed it it was like you were really quiet I don't really remember you crying a ton like it took a bit to hit you almost
1: yeah I was going through everything in my head I had saw things that he had shared and posted and I was just going like oh my god oh my god Alicia oh my god like because the thing was is that I'd always um, if he was in trouble or if he needed something or just anything I would always call him I'd always be like what are you doing like don't be dumb or whatever but this specific time I didn't do it this time and I intentionally did it because of my own reasons and then to find out that news the next day I had so much guilt of like why didn't you just like call
0: him one more time you know like yeah and say it was really hard for me because i just didn't know like i already said i'd only lost my grandparents and like animals so i'd felt lost but not in this kind of personal way like it's different when it's grandparents because they're older and yeah for most of them i kind of knew what was coming they were met like physically getting sicker so i had a little bit of time to process it And so, I didn't know, I never had an unexpected loss like this, really. Yeah. And so, I didn't know how to help you. That first month, it was like, just trying to keep the kids okay. Because it was like, waves just hitting you. I'd say it was like high tide on the ocean. Like, the waves are blowing hard and they're coming fast. And you could be in the kitchen making mac and cheese and then all of a sudden it's like, hey, where'd she go? The water's boiling over and you're upstairs breaking down because it's just so hitting you so much. And I kind of thank God that I had a job at the time that let me be at home.
1: Yeah, that Um, was... We needed that, you
0: know? It really was a God thing because what happened would have been hard for you no matter what but you had just had Joey so your body's going through all that post pregnancy
1: Postpartum.
0: yeah you have all those hormones and changes and getting back to pre baby mode
1: yeah that was the other really hard thing it was like I was so happy for to have our last baby our son yeah and then I was extremely devastated and they're both my Joes, you know, and so it was just such an emotional
0: It was like a roller coaster of feelings. Like I'd see you be so excited to hold him and carry him and um But then I also remember like you trying to get him to sleep in the middle of the night and him and you just saying, Hey, can you take him for a second? And then just crying middle of the night
1: yeah
0: because i know for me and i'm sure a lot of people have it too like when you're or when it's middle of the night that's when those thoughts just start racing in it's quiet it's peaceful
1: what was hard is that i would have a lot of dreams about him and then i'd wake yeah. up and have to relive it all like oh he's gone and and even though i would tell myself he's gone like Like I said, it really did not hit me until the year anniversary, which was just a couple weeks ago. And, but it was still really hard.
0: Even that was hard for me to process because, like, to everybody listening, like, I only remember my dreams once in a blue moon. It's so rare that I have any recollection of what I was dreaming about. Or Alicia's dreams, are like a movie, almost. Like, she remembers... Every detail, like for days, she can tell people about a dream she had. And so she'd wake up, and you could just see the look in her eye of just wishing so much that that wasn't a dream. And it's hard when you don't understand that personally, that feeling, to try to be there. And this whole thing was just really challenging to try to navigate, because I'm not a psychiatrist or any of that stuff. I'm just a husband. Trying to be there for his wife. And. I think in a way. It grew me. Because. I mean like we talked about in the first one. I want to be in ministry someday. And I'm sure. I'll be having to help people with. Grief. And so to have it hit so close to home. As the first big thing I've ever dealt with. Was probably God trying to help me too. To know how to not try to fix it because that's definitely something I had to learn but I couldn't just say magic words and make you all better
1: I completely changed how you and I communicated to each other how we interacted together and the love that you showed me during that time like any other husband would probably be like what the heck like why are you hurting this much over another man but you had already knew my relationship with him, like there was nothing hidden from you, and instead of judging me or just being like, get over it, you were the only support that I had, and you put, I don't know if you ever, you can talk about it, I don't know if you ever felt any hurt or anything, but you never let me see that. It was just like, how can I be here for you, and it's okay, and that's it, like you gave me so much grace and so much love, and again I had never seen a love like that and so it was just like this is what I needed you know and it brought us closer.
0: I think at times like we'd have arguments and I'd say stupid things because I mean it's kind of what I do we get into a fight and I say the, like my brain turns off and I just say dumb things like I'm trying to like go in for the kill or something. But I don't mean them. Yeah. Like, the heart of it has always been, I want to be there for you and help you. And try to be strong for you. In the best way I know how to. Um, it's weird, because you talk to different people, and they'd ask, like, well, how's Nathan dealing with this? And it's almost like they expected me to be angry at you or something for hurting. Yeah. And That's, it's like, no, you're was hurting. That
1: definitely the vibe that I got, and it was like... And I kind of would get annoyed because I would, I would want them to be like, well, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, they're more focused on me almost than what you were feeling. Yeah. I mean, that's not a dig to anybody. Not everybody knows how to handle things. But maybe that's where God, why God <laughs> put me around is he knows I'd be able to handle things with you that other people couldn't. Yeah. I mean, Definitely. this... It's not the first hard situation we've dealt with and won't be the last. Yet I feel like in those hard times that's when somehow something in me shows up to know how to be there for you. And then I think it's just God like equipping me. What's that verse say? Um It's like you'll never God'll never or he'll always give you a way of escape and I felt like in a lot of times God made me that escape for you. Not not always. There's other you did other things, you exercised, you and then in a way we kind of had a distraction with you almost everything that happened last summer with your health.
1: Yeah, that was another thing.
0: It was a hard year in general, not just cuz of the loss the for you. The
1: whole year was just a growing and like a transforming year and I feel like this year is a lot like yeah we're healing but I think there's gonna be a lot more
0: forward momentum
1: yeah I think so because last year was just thing after thing after thing and
0: yeah it's like you said it was like waves some small some big
1: but just trying to find like all the beauty with all that chaoticness going on and yeah. like almost dying and then you know then we go on vacation and we come back and all the job changes and then the year anniversary it just all of it was just a lot and yeah. Joe turning one and you know his first Christmas it was just there's
0: a lot of beautiful moments and a lot of really really tough ones yeah I agree and I mean I kind of thank God we have people in our life that were there for us Mhm. I mean, I'll always remember Terrence coming, being in the hospital that day and, uh, him praying and then saying, how big is your God? And everybody said, so big. (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: it really changed the whole atmosphere. It
0: did. There was like a hope that just came from us all saying that. And then there was, and there, and, or those moments on the beach um watching Chris and Susie get married
1: get married and then at the end of the year we had a huge they had a huge gender reveal they're having that a girl and
0: that was just amazing
1: yeah when we look back it's like wow there were so many beautiful things that happened and
0: and I think God kind of did that on purpose you needed that yeah <laughs> you needed those uplifting things to keep you in the beginning looking of the forward year
1: in the beginning of the year I had stuff going on with my family and it was just like I felt like everybody everything was falling apart around me and I was really alone but then it all ended like our families together and yeah and you know there's hope and we're looking like we're moving forward and and then to recreate the bonds because with Joseph's sisters I was friends with them before I knew Joe Joe but now there's just a bond that's forever gonna be there. At least I feel that way, and to you know to have friendships like that, or then to have friends that are now grieving and to be there for them and building on those friendships out here. It's like I started off the year really broken and really alone, and then I the ended the year be being a better person. Having more friendships and relationships, and more meaningful relationships. Yeah. Us being in a better place, our families being in a better place. It was just, like I said, it was like just a really big year of growth and transforming.
0: Well, and I think it kind of came full circle in a way too, because, I mean, for me, like when Savan passed, I was at work or not well I wasn't I was at work when I found out about it I didn't find out the next day yeah I remember you calling me and saying like have you looked on Instagram and I'm like no like I'm I don't go on social media I don't check it very often and so when and you told me it passed and it just didn't even seem real Yeah and then you're like hey just it sucked because i had like i couldn't even like feel it right away i had to instantly put up shields <laughs> to like hold myself up and like brace myself because i'm at work and i couldn't go talk to my manager right away cuz they were in a meeting with some people <laughs> and so i'm trying to hold it all together and then when i finally was able to get home You were just everything I needed. Like, I just... Even on the phone on the drive home, you're like, hey, keep it together. Like, you gotta stay strong just for another half hour here until you get home. Because you're driving. Yeah, I
1: didn't want you to get into an accident.
0: And just those little things you were saying... Helped me so tremendously. That whole week. (laughs) Like... and you did all that even knowing that one year mark is coming up that it's days away It's um, his funeral was literally like a week before the one year mark Mm -hmm. and through all that pain I was feeling somehow you were able to put your own pain aside for a little while and be there for me and I just couldn't I don't even know how you did that, honestly.
1: I mean, I definitely had my moments at the funeral. I had to walk out towards the end, and I got out there, and I just couldn't breathe because I was just thinking about... I was thinking about Savan, but I was also thinking about Joe, and I couldn't breathe, and I walk out of the sanctuary, and it's just dead silent. Everybody is staring at a screen, and what I was trying to avoid was to see the video that they were about to play because I had saw them like setting it up earlier. But then all of a sudden it was just right there on the screen and I just lost it. It was Savon singing, you know, with the worship and I just lost it. And then I see Terrence and Jamie and I just walk over and I just was like crying and Terrence gave me a hug and it was just like,
0: when this is in the lobby this isn't even
1: yeah this is in the lobby and it was just like and so then i was okay i gotta get back in there for nathan but as i w- was gonna get up to do that they were bringing Savon's casket out with his family and it was just like everything hit me at once of it being so real of joe being gone and Savon being gone and it was just a lot yeah. but i had to get out of that room and it was like god was like no like you're gonna be faced with this because
0: he knew I would need it and yeah somehow seeing that I think gave you closure in a way that
1: yeah
0: you hadn't got to have for a year (laughs)
1: yeah
0: um I know for me we got there really early because we thought that parking was going to be horrible and but because of that we got to go we went in a little early while they were rehearsing and we had to kind of say our own private goodbyes um We didn't have to wait in the long line. Got to kind of have our own moment. It was really awesome, honestly. And that too was you, because you had planned. Well, I mean, to get, yeah, that's a better word. But you had planned all that ahead, not to get like that, but just planned ahead that, oh, we better make sure there's parking. We better make sure the kids are taken care of. You'd done all this stuff to make it an easy day for me. And then to get to have that moment something I'll never be able to trade like I, I can't even express how much it meant to me and it's because of you because I was kind of like we can take our time, don't worry about it but because we, we did it your way it was even better and that's again, it's all because of you I wouldn't have been able to get through it if it wasn't for you and what you'd been through you knew how to be there for me You knew how to help me through it. Um, You let me be weak when I needed to be weak. And I just, I love you even more because of it.
1: I love you too, babe. I love you so much, and I think that's something that I hope everybody, like, when i share about joe and when i share that part of my heart in my life i hope that people understand it's not me saying that i don't love nathan or that or anything like that and i guess it doesn't really matter in the end because you know yeah but that was definitely There is definitely a lot of guilt like or shame that i was feeling inside because it was like if Nathan, well, that was Nathan.
0: definitely the enemy, though, attacking you.
1: Yeah. And Nathan already knows this, but he knows that if I would have followed my heart, I would have chosen to be with Joe. But it just didn't play out that way, and I chose my family, and Joe's gone, and God still turned everything around. Yeah. And used it for the better, and...
0: And I think he's going to keep doing that. Yeah. Um, I think... There's a whole, I don't want to sound churchy and say ministry, but I don't know another word to put it. There's just a, there's going to be opportunities, I think, for you going forward where you keep being that, what you were for me. Where you are there for people and let them be weak and say what they need to say.
1: That's the thing, though, is that I've always been that my whole entire life.
0: I just think you've almost like leveled up into a different way of doing it now, because you've been through it. You know, what their heart feels, and you can. Now going through it, I can say you only can know that pain when you've gone through that pain, mm-hmm. and you can be are gonna be able to be there, like you were for a lot of people at church. And I think that's gonna keep happening throughout time. it's gonna be almost like a memorial for Joe that even though it was so painful God turned it around it's
1: still painful and it's still something that I'm gonna be going through and like I said it's like the waves will get smaller and not hit as hard but there are gonna be days where I just have to let myself feel it Yeah. but I just want it to be clear because I don't i think that a lot of people think oh you should just move on you should just let go like they don't understand there is no letting go there is no moving on it's just you have a different relationship now you are never gonna forget that person especially the the closer you were that to that person and the more love that you had yeah the more you're gonna be grieving them and it's never gonna go away it's like You're just going to find different ways to grieve. You're going to find different ways to honor them. You're not going to forget them. And maybe there's days where you don't remember them. I haven't gotten to that point yet, but maybe there is for some people and that's, you know, good. But for me, I know that Joe will be a part of my life for the rest of my life in his own way. And I'll carry him and the memories and the love that I had with him with me for the rest of my life and it's not it's not okay to ever tell somebody well you should just like let go and why do you hold on to that or just move on and I've seen people do that I've seen people say that to me and it's not that simple
0: yeah I think when I because I used to say that and it's because I didn't know but it's it's funny because now that i do know what it feels like um i can't remember the name of that disney movie but it's about like that kid whose family died or something it's like a pixar movie with a guitar but at the end of it there's this really amazing scene where he talks about how when somebody passes away they they're not really gone until you stop remembering the them.
1: mexican movie yeah that carla know.
0: always cries in i know I coco yeah coco um, but after watching that again, after Savon's funeral, it was like, oh, I don't want to let go of Savon. Yeah. Because I don't want... It's, it's
1: definitely the- a harsh thing to say. Because it's like, yeah, we know what you mean. You mean, like, you know, be happy and, like, remember them... Remember the memories and remember them in a good way. And all that's great, but... You can't tell that to somebody that lost, somebody that you're close with or you known. You had a close relationship with. Yeah. There is no letting go in that kind of way.
0: It's, and it's not ever going to go away. It just transforms. hmm It changes in the... I think from a place of hurt to a place of honor.
1: Yeah. There's things that I'm still going to do in my life that Joe and I have planned to do. And I know that when those days come, he'll be there. He'll be right there with me. Yeah.
0: Like he was at the concert.
1: Yeah. And just, you know, he visits me in his own ways and, like, just... And then we have Arjo. And it's a constant reminder, yeah. you know.
0: And I... I mean, I hope... I know as he grows up that you're going to teach him some of those little things that you saw in him. Mm-hmm. And little things you'll share with him that will kind of carry on his legacy and leave a mark
1: joe really wanted me to name my son after him and i kept telling him no 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 like i'm naming him after my grandpa but we found out my grandpa's name wasn't actually like joe or joseph
0: and everybody just called him that yeah, yeah
1: everybody just called my grandpa joe and so in my head i was naming him after my grandpa but but in my heart it was like yeah i want to name him after joe and just the way that everything played out god brought like our son for a reason and i know it's because of joseph and i know losing him it was like i have an angel in heaven and now i have an angel here and they're both just my Joe's and Joe, Joe up in heaven is looking out for us, and he'd be proud and.
0: And Joey down here is throwing food at us.
1: <laughs> yeah, Joe down here, like he is my king. He is literally like the most precious. Like the love that a mom has for her, their son is so different. And then on top of it, since he's our last, he's just like my little baby. He's just exactly what I needed during this whole time and. Oh. So to have that is really special and, you know, it's just, I can't, I can't say it'll get better. I know that life will get better, but grieving Joe is just going to be whatever it's going to be. I can't.
0: Yeah. We can't plan it. It's going to be a, keep being a day by day thing of growth and,
1: (laughs) But I do growth know chaos. I so blessed and lucky to have you as my husband I get <laughs> growth in <and> chaos.
0: <laughs> you just got... Yeah,
1: me. Sivan made these hats, like a clothing company or brand, growth in, in chaos. And he had came over last, when I was pregnant with Joey and gave me a bunch of his hats and I gave him a bunch of my shirts and... That was yeah. I mean... That legacy has gotten to live That's on. the
0: last time we hung out together, really. he yeah. saw that campfire.
1: We had a bonfire, and he came and hung out with us, and ran up and down the streets with our neighbors, trying to race them, and... Yeah.
0: yeah it's funny, because the littlest things, you know, Just, I haven't got really teary-eyed or much since, like, the funeral, really. I mean for me the way I process things is I shelf them like I don't know if that's just like a guy thing or me but it's like I know I've got responsibilities as like the dad and husband provider that I can't just have breakdowns like I have to put something on the shelf and do what I gotta do but then these little things just... I just hit you know
1: we have Savan's hat hanging up on our like right when we walk in it's on our calendar and it was my hat but nathan took it and put it up there so we don't touch it it's just like an, a reminder every day
0: yeah just being the best we can be i feel like the, the mark i always that i feel he left was like Alicia already said to be intentional um for me I think the thing that really hit me is before he passed like at my job I just focus I do only just focus on the work and if I saw people who live there I just kind of hey and not uh, and just kind of keep going where now I try to take time to hear them out maybe not talk a ton but just be pleasant i guess try to be more like smile make eye contact be intentional and i didn't have a chance to you this till because it just happened today but a few, yesterday i had to go deal with some work stuff this older lady just said i had to go really early and she thanked me for coming out early um and how much she appreciated, because it meant somebody cared that their sidewalks were safe. And I don't—if I hadn't been intentional to even talk and hear her out, I never would have heard that. Would just hey, and went back to work.
1: We just live in such a fast-paced life now, and yeah. like everything is screens and everything is social media and. To be able to set it aside, and intentionally like be there with in the present and with the people that are around you. It's hard to do that nowadays, but when uh, you do, like something beautiful always will happen. You know, you never know what um, seed you're leaving with somebody.
0: You never know the mark you might leave.
1: Yeah. And. That's kind of. another huge reason we wanted to do our podcast because it's like we have already shared that like our reasonings of why we wanted to do the podcast but to just leave it there for anybody who even if it's just one person that's all that really matters for us yeah that might that it might help somebody or somebody can really and we've already gotten a bunch of messages from people like wow i can really relate to this you guys are relatable like thank you for sharing this or especially our first one on our marriage like we got a lot of messages about that one which is crazy to me because it's like i listen back and i'm just like oh my gosh like why did we share that or you know
0: and i'm sure it would be the same for some of this like oh my god we got so personal today i thing. know
1: there's a lot of things that, like, I, I want to keep private. I share things, but I don't, like, get into all the details because I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't want to. I can't tell you how many messages I've gotten in last year. Like, Alicia, are you okay? Like, who's Joseph? And da 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 And it's just, like, I had have, I have never responded to them because... It wasn't how, time, yeah. It wasn't time. You're right. And... How do you how do you say all of this?
0: well now in, you can just tell people to go listen to this,
1: yeah, how do you say all of this and like leave out all the details and the heart and the love that matter to me in just like one response, like it's just you can't,
0: yeah, and a text message isn't gonna yeah, it isn't gonna do like that. I
1: said in the beginning, like the people that know already knew and know now and maybe after hearing this people will understand a little bit more sorry that's our ice maker you can hear that
0: <laughs> it's really loud if only knew a maintenance guy you could look at that
1: <laughs> anyway so
0: this has been kind of a long one
1: yeah it's a really long it's an emotional one and but here's to a better year
0: yeah uh, more intentional year. Well, I just want to say to anybody listening, if you guys are struggling with something and you need somebody to talk to, um you can message me. I don't know how to how I can't say as much, but I definitely would say Alicia has such a heart for this whole thing, and I know she could really help you cuz she helped me. And you feel like you that nobody gets it nobody knows what you're going through or maybe
1: you know exactly what I'm going through and you want to help me out yeah (laughs) that too help a sister out
0: or just because we've kind of danced around it some if you're having a hard time too in your life right now and you don't feel like anybody's there for you and you're making a lot you're having a lot of thoughts that are hard Please talk, like, you can talk to us or talk, find somebody to talk to. I
1: can't that, stress how important it is to just talk to somebody one more time.
0: Yeah, there's always that one more time. It might seem like it's not important or nobody was going to care. But that one more time,
1: you might feel, you know, I've, I've had those moments where I've literally been on the bathroom floor and I thought,
0: What's the there point? is
1: absolutely no way I am going to survive the next minute. Like, I can't make it through this kind of pain. Somehow I did. and. Well, God
0: got you through.
1: There was God, there was you, but, you know, what if you weren't there, you know? It was just, those thoughts are not your thoughts, and you are stronger than the thoughts that try to take over. So reach out to somebody or just hold on 10 seconds longer focus on your breathing like there's so many things that you can do to just get through a second longer and it matters it truly matters you matter
0: you know maybe you know somebody who's going through this and you're like i don't know how to how to help them well just being that person that you see the message at 2 a.m and you're like he just happened to get up to go to the bathroom and you check your phone like we all do and you see somebody just messaged you be that person that says okay i know i'm tired i know i gotta work in three hours but i'm gonna say hey what's up because that one more time might be the difference between the last time and one more time and i
1: know that i lived with that feeling and that's
0: why we say there's always one more time. Yeah. You can always make a difference. And that's our that's what we really hope to be in all the people we know's life and on in this podcast and to each other. So Yeah, I
1: think
0: we can end with that. Yeah. We love you guys. Um we're praying for you guys. Do
1: you want to pray?
0: Uh, yeah, sure. Um, Lord, we just ask you to bless this last hour here. Everybody who's still listening, who stayed plugged in, Lord, just help them right now. Bless the rest of their day or the rest of their night. If they're feeling really emotional, just come and give them some peace right now. Um, if this talk triggered something in them. Thank it. Um help it to stick, help it to be a seed that grows into something beautiful and really inspires them to make a change or to keep going or to not quit or just help, I really pray over this podcast that it's a voice so just being one more time that really helps people um, thank you for giving us this platform and we just give it to you and thank you that it keeps being something that blesses other people and can bless us and it's just really beautiful um, bless everybody all of our listeners the rest of their week in Jesus name amen. love you guys amen. Uh, see you guys later
1: J'ai fait un